hours, states and conditions than that person. Yes. Every time I go up to this 7-Eleven over here on Sudley next to Chipotle, and you you see you see them out back. Yeah. You see them out back, whatever they doing, they just sitting back there chilling. Yeah. You know, so it's just, you don't know, you could be out here selling ass. Do you ever feel like, like we could be living different ideas? Value or respect my opinion. Welcome to the Any Last Words Pod. My name is Keon, aka Almighty the DJ. And I am Earl Lonnie Hooks. A very, very special thanks. To everybody that will be joining us today on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, as well as YouTube, the God in me. Please help yourself. Thanks. I mean, I figured you wouldn't. I, I, would I, I, I don't care. <laughs> Honors the God <laughs> in each and every one of you. One of you. <laughs> uh, today, today's episode, what is this, 81? 81, we're over this little hump. We're going to be at 100 before you know it. Ochenta y uno. Hey, all right. Did I say that right? Yeah, you got it. You got it. Delineate. Mm. This is a verb. Okay. To trace the outline of sketch or trace in outline. Represent pictorially. Two, to portray in words. Describe or outline with precision. Such as in her speech, she delineated the city plan with great care. Mm-hmm. That's one of the words. The other word that this is uh, double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got to do it. The other word that this episode is brought to us by is evolution. Mm. Any process of formation or growth, development, a product of such development, something evolved. A process of gradual, peaceful, progressive change or development, as in social or economic structure or institutions. Okay. Okay. There's a few things I definitely want to talk about this episode. One of them you just happened to bring up for me, which was you're just trying to, you said that you you could go home right after this and get straight to the homework, yep. straight to getting something meaningful done in your, in your day, something productive done. Right. To which you said, I'm not trying to do that shit. Right. I don't want to fill up every moment of every day with something productive. Right. Constantly expelling energy and effort yes. towards something. You want to yes. relax. Yes. You also just talked to me about your father. He's been retired for quite some time. Yeah, for several years now. And he's relaxing. Because I get that's what retirement is supposed to be. Uh, I don't know that it's continuous relaxation, but yes. he's not obligated to go clock in and clock out of anywhere. Yes. <laughs> and so with with delineation for this episode, I want to come in here and make sure that we speak thoroughly on whatever it is that we're going to speak on. That's right. that's the delineation part of this. We're making sure that the articulation is thorough and that it is vivid Mm -hmm. and that it is cohesive and coherent. Okay. Okay. Then the evolution part is just that we're going to speak about the evolution of maybe ourselves, thought process, COVID, and I don't mean like the variants. I mean, even (laughs) though that's evolving too, and they keep saying that it's going to continue to evolve with us 
as long as the vaccines continue to be what they are, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's a lot of stuff going on. Right. But just the evolution of us through the pandemic is okay. mostly what I mean. Okay. I'm ready to come on here and say, Earl, fuck you. <laughs> okay. Fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck you, Earl. <laughs> I need to get outside of my own space. Right. <laughs> okay. When I had Mo on here two weeks ago now, mm-hmm. damn, time is flying. Yeah, that was two weeks ago. Huh? Time is flying. Wow. Shout out to Mo. Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't give Mo a shout out for stepping into my place. You didn't. Uh, oh, that's right. Because I yeah. guess you gave one to yeah, Mikey, Jess, and my dad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Mo for coming on here. Mo Desugi. Mo Desugi sitting in this chair. He said he was actually kind of sad that he didn't get to see you. Really? Yeah. He was like, damn, I was really hoping he was going to be here because I didn't get to see him since he DJed the wedding for my boy and I wanted to recap some stuff and just like talk to him. He was really hoping you were going to be here. Damn, my bad, my bad, my bad. Well, I still appreciate you for standing or sitting in uh, in this chair. (laughs) I was going to say standing in. Right, right, right. um, right. But, you know, just doing the chair justice. um, I appreciate that. So, you know, we humbly welcome you back. <laughs> Whenever. Right. <laughs> and we will. Um I talked to him. What did I talk to him about? What were we just talking about? I said evolution, delineation. I talked to him about Kanye West and the Donda album. Okay. And the deterioration of mental health mm-hmm. for Kanye West mm-hmm. over the years and us being able to see it since he's on the grandstand. Mm-hmm. One of the things I said to him when he asked me why I felt like we didn't, why Kanye hasn't been this his whole time, is like, well, what people change. Yes. There's a, you know, de evolution, evolution, however you like, like to see it. Probably like 15, 20 episodes ago, I, I said a little something about how Kanye has evolved. Right. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, you most certainly did. Yeah, yeah for sure. And. I told him one of the things that doesn't need to happen, that isn't healthy, is just constant, very strict isolation mm-hmm. from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And even worse, within that isolation is people, yes, people, uh-huh. just shaking their head. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everything you say is fantastic. It's amazing. <laughs> I love everything you say. It's golden. Yes, absolutely. So quarantine happened. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and we were all stuck in the house. And I was stuck in my house like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Everyone interacted with that differently. Yeah. Some people just had to be in the house with a bunch of people they didn't like. You had to navigate that. I'm sure that sucked for a lot of people. Right. Some people tried to get out and get away from that. People had to just deal with themselves a lot, learn whether they wanted to like what work was for them, how they're going to interact with work. When that started back up, that's clearly changed for us. That's changed the way that we think about how we want to work, what hours we're willing to work. Just, it changed everything. So a lot of us had to go deep inside, okay, to find some solace, to find something Mm -hmm. to hold on to Mm -hmm. for the duration of this. When you're not speaking to other people, we're extremely social beings, we're not speaking to other people like that. You may have some people that you call, you have Zoom, FaceTime sessions with, but you're even, not getting the same rhythm. Even in 
this very digital age, do you just you feel like it's more so the physical isolation? Because you can hop on the phone or FaceTime and talk to anybody. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about the physical. Aspect, yeah, so. yeah. It's definitely okay. yeah, like being able to touch people, hug people, dat people up, Got just you. be yeah. No more no occupying the same physical space is different than the FaceTime. All right, all right. Even though that is something. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, that is something, but it's not the same. I got you. Um, because how many people? Do you actually plan or do you just even today have that sort of contact with that are like calling you on a weekly, biweekly basis? Like how many people are really in that circle of people? Is there those people are very close to me. They probably have the last name Harris or, 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 (laughs) you know, or something close to that. Like there is not too many people that that people have that call them. I can probably count on one hand. Right. That's going to probably include. You, my mom, my fiance, my son, and see, <laughs> and that's great, and that's great because these maybe are my pe- sister, and these are people that you probably ought to be having conversations <laughs> with. Like, let's not let's not poo poo that situation. Right. Like, that is real. But what I'm saying is, there are a whole lot more people that you speak to. Yeah. When you're allowed to go out into the world, yeah. I mean, it matters. I think I've spoken about this before. Just the the person that that treats you really well at the Starbucks. Or, I mean, you don't go to Starbucks, but whatever, oh, whatever the case. You said that you don't like coffee drinks. Like you don't drink coffee drinks. You didn't know what a latte or a cappuccino was when I spoke to you, so I'd be wondering what you're going to a Starbucks for. You're no, you're right about that. But I have gotten on kind of a coffee tip here lately. Mm, lately, it's, need, I'm starting to need, enjoy need that it. coffee. Well, no, I don't need it. <laughs> I need, need I don't that need coffee. It. But I do, I am starting to enjoy it more and more. Okay. Say, that's all I got. Okay. <laughs> and we're going to get into, maybe we can get into some coffee and some stuff recently. Um, Well, later. The whole point is that isolation is not good. No. I sat in here, meditated hours and hours and hours, reading books, listening to podcasts, yoga, whatever it is that I'm doing, that's that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But again, it's very isolated mm-hmm. and I'm in my mind about it. Mm-hmm. And so then people start to hear the evolution of the podcast. Right. Your, your mind can be a scary place. And when you say your mind, you mean the mind. The mind. The, the mind. mind. Not you specifically. The, okay. The I was mind. just like, okay, your mind is wild. Like that. <laughs> fuck that. That's hilarious. But no, you, you're, you're right. It can be. My dad came in here and spoke about it a little bit when we, when, you know, he came on the pod. It's just, it's a fickle. It's so strong mm-hmm. that it's fickle. That's, that's the wild thing about it. It's sort of like a, a Goliath type of, type of thing. It's like mm-hmm. the, the bigger it is, the harder they fall Yeah, type of thing. So the brain, the, the mind is so strong. There's so many things it can do. There's so much information that can be processed. And if you're if you're someone like me who tends to overthink things a lot, a lot of that stuff that I'm overthinking can venture out and almost become a reality to me. Right. You know and because I've let my I've let my mind consume that. You know what I'm saying? It's it's starting to consume me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so now everything that you're saying, everything mm-hmm. that you're put exhibiting now starts to become a pure representation of all of this reality. Right. 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 So that is what happened to me over the quarantine. Now, 
like an old person, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? So you're always looking back, and then you that's, you that's, need time. That has really become one of my favorite quotes. Hindsight is twenty twenty because you're old now. I, I, like I'm starting to say it more. It's I, never a fifteen year old favorite favorite quote. No. It's, it's not a ten year old. It's not a fifteen year old. It's not a twenty year old favorite quote. Right. You gotta once you get to a certain place. That's when you have hindsight. That's right. when you have the luxury to look back on things. You're right. So. Now I'm looking back at the at the quarantine, at the pandemic, everything that happened, what I was doing, how I spent my time. Mm-hmm. Now you're saying I don't want to fulfill every moment of every day with moving and shaking and getting this done and getting that done and ascending, ascending, ascending. It's exhausting it is. trying to live that way at all points in time. It is. Well, that's what I was doing for a long time. In, trying in, to get better at every moment. At every moment. And you felt it. Yes. You, you and, I, and I mean you as in the listeners in general, but you, Keon, <laughs> felt it. You were in here looking at me yes. every single time like, what is this nigga talking about? Or, and or... Why is he talking about it the way he's talking about it? <laughs> like, bro, you might need an early retirement. You need to relax. This evolution is a little crazy. You know, my fiance often tells me that telling someone to relax often doesn't get them to relax. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, no, it no, it doesn't. Um, I think I think people I think people have a pretty decent understanding. You've yeah. never like Really told someone as they were wilding to relax, and they and they were just like, oh, "You're, you're wow. right, yeah." Wow. Let me let me calm. Wow, you're totally right. What the fuck you? What are you talking about? Like, nigga, I am for, no. Maybe you need to not relax. Maybe you need to understand where I'm coming from. Like, it's right. not it's not going down that way. Uh huh. Okay. So, I put in un I, because I grew so much. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm in my own mind. I'm not getting to to talk to as many people as I usually do, which I didn't realize just how therapeutic it was for mm-hmm. me, which is one reason why I'm deciding to bring people on now. Mm-hmm. Because I'm trying to cycle people through and get more takes and talk to more people and get outside of myself. Got you. I put an enormous amount of responsibility on my shoulders through the past however many months mm-hmm. I was coming in here and trying to cram consciousness through <laughs> through through this microphone through the airwaves into people's minds. Right. And people I'm certain felt it. And I'm certain they felt another shift happening here. Evolution. There was often times during that time period where I was asking myself, like during the pod, I never asked you this, but I was asking myself, I was like, like, is this, is this having fun? Is this still fun to him? Well, like the podcast? Yeah. Like, is he, st- is he enjoying this? Cause like sometimes mm. he would come on here and just be very, very stern. Yes. And very serious. Yes. And I'm just like, is this, is he still enjoying this? Yeah, well, I think enjoyment comes in different ways. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it wasn't clearly me trying to come on and tell a bunch of jokes Mm -hmm. and enjoy in that sense. Mm -hmm. But 
the enjoyment came from trying to make it as meaningful uh-huh. as possible with every single thing that came out. Do you feel like you were in a at a kind of in a in a sense like venting? Was it venting? I, because I, you weren't able to necessarily maybe because you know we we're isolated, right? We're in quarantine. Yeah, a lot of the things that were on your mind you couldn't really talk to. Well, not with a lot of people, anyways. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it was kind of a vent? Or well, that's, categorize that's it as something. I mean, else? that's a lot of what all of this is. Yeah, yeah, is yeah, we're yeah. all just getting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like right, every right. episode, we're coming in yeah, here there and getting some, some stuff to off. Every episode. Like every episode, no matter how serious it is, is going to be some form of uh-huh. of therapy. Okay. So and it is cathartic. Uh-huh. It, it is. You come here and all this stuff that you, you, like you said, you don't get to talk to people about for mm-hmm. some reason, we'll come in here and just, I'll, I'll talk about it. Right. But again, I'll talk about this stuff with anybody right. on any given day. I'm really an open book. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. You okay. just have to show me that you have to give me some sort of gesture of good faith that you're, you're here to have this, to really have the conversation. Right. To not just get the TMZ scoop on what I'm thinking. But people are weird that's when it comes to certain information. I fucking hate TMZ. Yeah, but... <laughs> But you just if you if I feel like you're really to have you're ready to have a a genuine conversation, then I'm willing to, to go balls to the wall. Okay. Like we can do whatever. Okay. So so I'm in here, I'm trapped in my mind, I'm thinking all these things, I'm going through all this growth. And again, the, the responsibility I put on myself was the redistribution of wealth. And this idea being trapped in my mind of, well, if we want to incentivize wealthy people to give back into the world because that's the only real way that this works mm-hmm. is if is if the resources are redis- uh, redistributed right. amongst lower income people right that weren't blessed don't have the the wherewithal the drive the skills the whatever to to attain the money that needs to be put back in mm-hmm. and repurposed I'm thinking the same thing about my wealth, my wealth being the time that I was given from my parents to figure things out, the books I was read, the education I was given, all this sort of stuff. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I have to give back. Mm -hmm. I have to give back as best as I possibly can. And so that is overtaking my mind, along with all this information that I'm taking. And I'm like, I, I if I'm going to come on this podcast, I have to say things that matter at all points in time. And so I'm just perpetually in this of this windmill, just of this wheel, really, of just information and wanting to get it out to people. And I want people to be great and be better and not have to deal with undue suffering. There is suffering that is due to you as a human being. We're all going to go through it. That's just the, that just comes with the contract of being a human being. Mm. Then there's undue suffering, suffering we don't need to go through. And it is just because of, we are going through this suffering simply because the quality of our thoughts. Okay. And if the quality of our thoughts were better, then I think Marcus Aurelius said this. He said, oh, the, the, the quality, the take, quality of your life. Taking it back to the dynasty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the quality is something along the lines of the quality the of your empire. life is, is contingent upon the quality of your thoughts. Do you feel like that was an obligation you having to give back? Like you felt like that's something you had to do? Because not a lot of people feel like they have. To yeah, I, I felt like in order to justify the blessings that were given to me. Okay. I have to do something. Like that's I, very honorable. But that's the whole point is I was trying to show dignity mm-hmm. and honor mm-hmm. on the pod. Mm-hmm. I was I was I wanted that to be seen. 
some integrity. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to try to get that just the thought out there so okay. people could see like, oh, wow, these are interesting thoughts to just try to live every day with integrity. Got you. Like that just that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. So I again, I put a lot of responsibility responsibility on myself trying to get other people up on this information and it was taking a toll. Right. In what ways exactly? Well, when you're constantly putting the elevation of other people's minds mm -hmm. on your shoulders. Okay. Okay. And you're saying things and you're saying things in the delineation. You I'm I'm sitting around and I'm meditating and I'm reading these books and I'm writing stuff down in my journals and I'm thinking, I got these ideas down cold. Like Which these these concepts in my mind, I, I have broken them down. I've delineated these concepts in such a way where when I say them, they have to flip the switch in people's minds. They have to. This makes too much sense mm -hmm. to hear and it not awaken something in people. And so when I say these things and then I talk to either you right mm -hmm. after the pod or you during the pod or people that listen to this after the pod and they hear all these things I'm saying. And they don't bring it up when they talk about what they liked from the pod or it didn't matter at all mm. or just whatever the case is. I started to feel like a sort of a Wale in a situation. You know, Wale was running around for years talking about, Yo, what, what, am I not awesome? What's happening? <laughs> like, what, like, I don't understand what's going on. Like, why, why is Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang? Like, why is, why are y'all listening to that? over the latest Wale album. Like, I just don't understand. So that's what Wale was going through. I think that's what a lot of super dope artists be going through. Now I'm sounding pretty arrogant right now because I'm putting myself in the position of a super dope <laughs> artist that is just trying to give their truth to the world. Mm. But but that's the correlation that I draw there. I understand. Is, oh, well, motherfuckers don't really care anyway. Is that what made you stop? It's one of the things I had to think about it. But then again, me getting outside of myself. Now, let's get a little bit further into me getting outside myself and coming on here and saying, Earl, fuck you. Fuck your position on things. Mm -hmm. Let's let's try to talk about some other positions. OK. When Mo came on this pod, we talked about future for a second. Right. And I just posted a clip of him and I talking about future and me saying, well, how can you really like women if you're listening to future? Fuck you, Earl. Let me let me get another perspective. Let, let me let me try to, to think about this. Fuck what I said before. OK. Fuck that he's 38 and maybe by this time you should have maybe taken a lot of accountability for the things that you've been through mm -hmm. and, and maybe turned it around. So now this isn't your music anymore. Mm -hmm. Like maybe, you know, you start you start spitting some older type of game because you've you, you've lived the years and you now have the years to have the luxury to say, well, hindsight is 2020, right? Forget about all that stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. forget about that. Think he should have pulled a ludicrous? No, forget about Earl. No, <laughs> no, fuck it. Let's just say that we want to come on here and just say, fuck these bitches. If I fuck you, you are part of my collection. <laughs> whatever, whatever. No, let's just <laughs> say that we want to do that, right? Because I'm evolving. You talk about your dad a little bit. Makes me think about my dad a little bit. He was always listening to the music I was listening to as I was listening to it and being like, Earl, what the fuck are you like? Why are you listening to this? Right. How do you relate to this? Mm -hmm. Like, why do you like 
that they're talking about women the way that they're talking about them. Mm -hmm. Your grandma is in here. She's raising you, right? She does nothing but love you and make sure that you got your food, your clothes. Yeah, like, you know, you got your stepmom in here. You got your sister in here. You get like you got your both your aunts. All these people have done nothing but love you, take care of you, show you things, broaden your horizons, whatever. So, how like do you draw a correlation between the way that they talk about women and the women in your life? Now, as a young dude, I'm just like, man, shut the fuck. Like, stop talking to me like this. You old, washed up ass nigga. Like, nobody cares about what you're talking about right now, nigga. I'm trying, I'm trying to get lit. Like, I'm trying to fuck it. Like, what are you talking about? But then as you you get older, for me, I've gotten a little bit more conscious. Mm -hmm. Right? Again, the evolution. And I think about that correlation mm -hmm. between the women in my life and the way when if you're like to rap these words. Yeah, I'd be thinking about a lot of the women in my life. And I was like, yeah, I don't really connect to this the way that I used to. Right. So when people would say, well, Earl, you used to listen to all this sort of movie. You're right. I also didn't like women then. <laughs> I also didn't. I did not have a good relationship with women. Mm -hmm. The idea of women in my mind when I was younger was terrible. Right. So so that would be my response to that. Okay. You listen to future. I do listen to future. Tell me what I'm missing. Mo said you should be able to understand it, Earl. <clears throat> you understand that this is coming from a place of hurt. Ultimately, future be hurt. <laughs> he's coming from a place of hurt. Are you saying that you don't understand hurt? That's kind of what he said to me in, in a small sound bite. Okay. Uh, so go, please. Um, I don't think that you're necessarily missing anything. I think I think that. In Future's music and others like him, they definitely disrespect women. Um, you're not missing anything. Why do I listen to Future? Yeah, sure. Uh, I guess I have to admit that I'm listening to listening. I listen to a lot of music mm -hmm. for the for the bump and beats, for the production, mm -hmm. for the way that the actual musician i'm making up a word here musicianship music okay we'll go with that. yeah the musicianship the 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 808s the thumping beats mm -hmm. the, the instrumentation the, bass, the instrumentation yes a lot of that does mean something to me for you sure hear, you hear those you hear those tunes you know what i'm saying it, it, it just Them puts flutes you, come yeah, in you know what i'm saying uh you know you might listen you might be listening to some rick ross and it just makes you feel luxurious you know what i'm saying um now, I'm not necessarily saying that Future makes me feel luxurious, but when I listen to Future, I'm not necessarily taking in, into account, like I'm listening to the lyrics, but I'm not, the lyrics don't fuel me. They don't, mm -hmm. they I, like, I don't necessarily agree with everything that Future's saying. Right. So I might be 50-50 on Future. I mm -hmm. might be a little in, I might, little be, might be a little out, mm -hmm. maybe... Maybe the toxicity of his music is a, maybe I need maybe I need some of that. Maybe right. maybe maybe that little that little ten percent that I'm taking in gives me just the right amount of balance. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't know. I if somebody because it when you when you say it like that it does sound ridiculous because I have a very loving mother. I have very mm -hmm. loving sisters. Right. You know what I'm saying that that love me. I have aunts that love me. And I've never disrespected them in any way or form. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And nor would I. Yeah. 
But when if they were to hear me listening to this music and ask me why why do you listen to it, I don't know that I would have a really really good answer. Mm. Um, and I've I don't know. I feel like I've probably explained it the best way that I could to you. Right. Yeah. There's a there has a lot to do with the instrumentation. I'm not future is not a role model to me. I'm not taking heed to his words and mm. think, oh man, man, no, fuck these bitches. Right. Like, yeah. I'm not. I'm not like right. you know what I'm saying. It's not doing that for me. Um, shit. Part of it might even just be because that's what's hot. You know what I'm okay. saying? Right. I, you know, a part of it might just be some. You know that this is what's hot. Uh, you know I'm gonna listen to it. You know this is, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't have a great answer for you. Okay, so I'm okay. not gonna try to yeah try clean to think it up and one. sugarcoat it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. um, well that's well that's honorable of you. I've I've given you the best answer I could. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, no, that no, that's great because all I all that all I wanted was an answer. That's all I want. I again, I'm. No expectations. I'm not trying to box you in anything or, or trying to have you exalt yourself to to an, another level. That it's it's fine. Right. Whatever your answer is is your answer. Okay. Again, Earl, fuck you. <laughs> fuck what you got. Because I'm I'm realizing again with that responsibility of wanting to have everyone ascend on you know all boats rising on the same tide. When you say fuck you though. That does that isn't to diminish what you have to say. Well, well, no, it's 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 not it's not to diminish what I have to say, but it is to say that everyone's going to have their own opinion upon something, uh-huh. and that I don't need to hold my opinions and my thoughts to such a level where. Even though I mean it's it's a difficult it's a difficult dance because I like to think that I'm thinking things through. Mm-hmm. So then when I see some people doing stuff, actually this is this marks about a year of us at Fogo de Chao with RJ, <laughs> with a lot of these little conversations going on where you're looking at me from across hey, the table. Shout out to RJ with the fresh cut. Oh yeah, I see you. He looked like Big Crit now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looked like a southern boy. <laughs> That's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. But uh eating nothing but cornbread and yams. <laughs> 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 but you were looking at me at that dinner thinking, why isn't Earl enjoying himself? Like why you does he look ca- like, like you were enjoying yourself? I know. And you're saying, why does he care so much about what these other people are thinking? And and in my mind, I'm like this 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 brings us sort of into the topic of becoming jaded from what you see online. Mm-hmm. Years and years ago, can you just imagine compared to where we are now, the ease of mind that people had. Now again, they have their own problems. We have our own problems, so it's it's hard to weigh them. Mm-hmm. But the ease of not knowing everything that's going on in the world. Or not having to try to do so. I don't even remember what that's like. You know what I'm saying? Of just the only thing that you knew about was going on with you, your friends, your family, what was going on at school. Like what like it was just that. Like you just had your community and that's what you were thinking about. And even even back then, like you still had different different news networks letting you know right. what's going on. But now with social media, it's so much more 
personal or personable. Mm-hmm. Like you know the inner thoughts of you can know the inner thoughts of everybody on the half the fucking planet if you want to. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Shit not healthy. <laughs> no, it's not. And you're and you're constantly trying to take in this information and you're trying to evolve yourself and, yeah. and remain within your own world yeah. and make sure that that's maintained. You're like inadvertently setting expectations for yourself in a sense. So so when people I believe are taking in mad baggage from people online yeah. when it comes to relationships. Like I half these motherfuckers don't even really be in that many relationships, but they got the baggage of a hundred people online saying niggas ain't shit, bitches ain't shit. This is what you got to do. Check your man's phone. Check your woman's phone. Like you're taking in all this baggage that you even ha- you haven't even had that experience for real. Right. And if you did, maybe once or twice, but you're taking on much, much more. And, and that shit's skewing your experience before you even had it. Like if you're going to have that experience one day, now you're going to be thinking about to 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 what fucking at seven oh seven you know be- <laughs> yeah. beautiful lady said four years ago. About niggas ain't ain't shit. Yes, ain't shit. That's you know what I'm saying. That's what you're thinking about now. Right. Like you haven't. You don't even have the opportunity to develop your own reality around the subject. Well, that's why when people talk about Twitter topics, I I I mean, I don't even be knowing about these stuff. Like I will, like someone will tell me something that has happened, and I'll legit just sit on it and just think about it, mm-hmm. and then come up with my own thing. It's been that way with like two. It's been that way with a few things. By the way, this is no shade towards you. That where you and I will be talking, you'll ask me about something. You'll bring something on the pod, whether it was the critical race theory or it's just something about a metacognition type of talk. Something, it's happened at least, I don't know how many times, but I know in my mind there's been at least like three big ones, mm-hmm. three or four big ones, where you come to me, you've given me some information. I thought about it for like 10 seconds on the podcast. And then I was like, well, this is what I think about this thing. This is without me going and reading a bunch of, you know, hit piece articles. This is without me going on Twitter and reading a bunch of comments. This is just the way things used to be. Mm-hmm. Someone used to say something and then you would think about it. And then you would respond with what you thought. I think a lot of people are losing that ability because when they read stuff, they're also reading mad comments on it. Right. And then when I hear people, sometimes I'll just I'll just hear comments like literal Twitter comments come out of people's mouths when they talk to me. I'm like, that was not an original thought. <laughs> what you just said was clearly something that you just read somewhere. Like, I know it. I know it. I know it. Yo, I, I absolutely, I, I don't like the comment section mm. on in Twitter. Okay. I, a lot of like, like my fiance, she'll, she likes to read the comments. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She'll go into the comments. She, she like, you know, cause it'd be a lot of funny stuff. In there. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like every time I go into the comment section and I just see people arguing, going back and forth with people that they've never seen or met before, will never see or never meet, getting livid in the comments, I just just immediately get out of there. Like I hit the back button and get the fuck out of there. Right. Because it's just like I cannot wrap my mind around – Getting into an into a Twitter argument with somebody online because they don't value or respect my opinion. Fuck them. Right. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? And so my and so this has been really the crux of this entire conversation is how much ought we care 
about what is going on. Right. Because now you have to delineate between a healthy care and an unhealthy care for things. Right. Because you're saying, no, don't get on Twitter or anything and just be good. I've given that advice. Get off of there. Stop having these wild bouts with people that might even just be doing it just to get you to this level. They're right. just trolling you. Right. That is it. They don't care at all. And then they turn around with the, oh, it's just Twitter, guys. Like, <laughs> nigga, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> so so, so my point in, in bringing up all this and bringing up Fogo de Chao from a year ago, and you asked me, why do you care so much, is because I felt like, I was taking on the baggage and becoming jaded from from just looking, looking around, you know, listening to the podcast and and listening because I was just listening to extremely serious podcasts. Mm. People talking about a bunch just political things, scientific things, you know, psychological things going wrong and in different steps and different avenues and streets that need to be taken, different pathways that need to be taken in order for us to get to a better place. Mm -hmm. And all I could think about was, well, I need to be on this path mm -hmm. and I need to try to help as much as possible, because if I'm not, am I not also a part of the problem? Mm -hmm. like, am I just relaxing? Am I retiring early? Am I just just sitting around while the world burns around me and, and just feeling like, well, and you know, what's funny is. This was uh, John Mayer's Waiting on the World to Change. This was one where if you don't listen to John Mayer, you probably heard it. At, Waiting at on a, the world to change. Exactly. You heard it at a JCPenney's or something like that. Like, it, <laughs> was, like, it, it was playing. <laughs> JC Waiting on the world to change. Me and all my friends were all misunderstood. They say we stand for nothing and there's no way we ever could. We see everything that's going wrong with the world and those who lead it. We just feel like we don't have the means to rise above and beat it. So we keep on waiting, waiting, waiting on the world to change. Get John Mayer on here. So there's, so there is a, yeah, there's, there is a space where you just feel like, well, what am I really even supposed to do? Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to get, <clears throat> I don't ever want to get too comfortable. This whole balance Chinese philo philosophy, yin and yang thing is crazy. Trying to find balance in life is just the craziest thing in the world because I don't want to fall on the side of. Well, fuck it. Let everybody go do and do what they want to do. Remember that you said that because that's going to tie into something I want to say. Let everyone have their own thoughts. Let them run around and say whatever they want. It's their world. You don't have to care, Earl. It's fine. But you can't really live that way because the way that people are thinking and moving, that directly impacts my life, your life, my loved one's lives. Like that, that is it's going to matter. Mm -hmm. at some point. So I'm just, I, I guess right now, I'm just trying to find a better balance of care. Okay. A better balance of care. Even at my job, someone asked me, Earl, on a scale of one to 10, I'm going, I'm ready to pod today. I'm going off. They said on a scale of one to 10, how good of a server do you think you are? I was like, yeah. Probably a seven point two, maybe somewhere around like a six point eight to a seven point two, like somewhere around there. I'm like, in, if you've ever been to an establishment and you've seen a server that was at an eight, that was at a nine, anywhere in the nines, you knew that server. Like you, that that energy hits you differently. Mm -hmm. You ain't never your glass of water was never empty ever. 
there was never anything dirty on the table. As soon as it was something dirty, it was taken off the table. They were smiling at you. They were giving you directions to get places if you haven't been around the area before. They're they're more than a server. They're doing they're a com they're facilitating a whole experience. I had an experience like that once. That person was better than I am. <laughs> that person was. You have to catch me on a really, really good day in order for me to really be trying to pull out all the stops. After a after the meal, this nigga gave me a business card. Oh yeah, see, <laughs> and it was his personal. Like all the waiters or waitresses in there had business cards pertaining to the restaurant with their names on them for us to ask for their for their service if we ever come back. Oh, where was this? Like, no, you don't got to tell me the place, but where? It was in D.C. Okay. Yeah, that's different. I mean, I can tell you the place. Okay, go for it. What is it? Capitol Grill. Capitol Grill. Mikey's been there before. He knows mm, it. Okay. Yeah. Capitol Grill. Yeah. Very swanky place. First yeah. time I ever had scotch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, I mean, were you waiting to have scotch? Like, were you waiting I mean, for like not a- necessarily, but... I don't know. It was it was a very swanky spot, and that was just the first time I ever had scotch. You just had it in a glass. I had it in a glass with some ice. It's very has a very smoky taste Mm. to it. It's a dark liqueur. Yes, has a very smoky taste to it. Okay, I don't know if any of our listeners like to drink scotch or not, but um, oh, I think there's uh, this black label scotch, Johnny Walker. Yes, yeah. You you had it. It's extremely expensive, from what I understand. Johnny Walker can and, get expensive. And when my grandmother turned 90, I think some people brought it around for her. Okay. And they were like, nah, you got to try it. Okay. Just to know, y'all got it. <laughs> y'all got that. I, I They were sitting around just a little bit. It's just like a like an inch worth. I don't yeah. know how much an inch is in like ounces. Some, you know. But they were drinking it more. Bro, I feel like that's the sort of drink where you start to get high. Like you go somewhere. Damn. Like you go somewhere else when you drink that lever that level of liquor. Like that's different. This nigga was drinking absinthe. <laughs> but anyway, the whole point of me saying that was, I think I'm a six point eight, seven point two in server status because there's a certain point to which I'm I'm ready to care. Okay. Okay. I care about the human experience on this planet. That is, to me, honestly, one of the only things that I care about. I mean, just aside from outside of that living experience in just just the world in mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. And also, obviously, just curiosity about a million little itty bitty different things because I'm just naturally a curious person. But I care about the way humans experience life. I want the best for people. And that doesn't necessarily mean for it to just be, you know, unicorn skittle land for everyone. And people just running around like they're in Willy Wonka's chocolate factory and it's all cool because they may not necessarily be the best thing for you. Right. Remember on the last one, I told you, I think we're going to need to throw some obstacles in the next generation's way because things are getting too easy for people. Mm -hmm. Too convenient, too accessible. Uh, Yeah, just yeah, it's just a little too lax, really. Gotcha. If you if you have the right connections, if you you blessed enough, you privileged enough. Um. So when people get upset when they're the one of the most beautiful places I've seen in my life, and they're getting some of the most beautiful service, some of the most beautiful food, they're around some of the most beautiful sights, just all this sort of stuff, and they're upset 
because an egg was cooked over medium instead of over easy or something, just something weird like that. And they, it, it like, that'll ruin the morning for Is someone. Is the customer always right, Earl? No, I don't. No, no, I don't deal with that. But, 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 it, but again, there are people, this is another fuck you Earl moment where there are people that go into this industry, like they go to college for it, hospitality and management. They go to university to get out and be a part of this lane in life. Mm -hmm. I don't get it. Every time I see, you know, a 20 some year old come in there, I can I can spot them out from now. They're like some intern from JMU or wherever the fuck. I'm like, yo. Tell me about your love. Tell me about why you want to be a part of this. A lot of times it's with my mom and my mom's mom. Like It's been a long line of people in hospitality. Mm. But if it's not, it's just this level of luxury that they want to be around. They want to be around wealthy people. They want I've to never thought about it like that. They want to cater to wealthy people. Yeah, they want to be in that essence. I mean, I get that. I get that. Right. You know, you can create a lot of connections that way. Exactly. So that's just not for me. Yeah. Right. Like I, I understand the utility of making those connections and wanting to really carve your lane there. Yeah. I think that it's just as cool having the conversations that I'm having with you. I mean, the people that I've had on this podcast, I mean, they're not always creating something. They're not always. It's not, I'm not always having conversations with people so that I can carve my lane talking to certain people that are going to give certain takes or that are going to, you know, I don't know, give me anything aside from their time and their their effort right. and their words. Right. And so for me, connectivity is a much deeper thing than just trying to get in contact with people that have money and opportunities. Although, again, again. I completely understand doing that, being like, fuck these other people. I'm not talking to them because what are they going to do for me? I'm going to go talk to these people with money and opportunities. I get it. I don't agree with it, but I get it. So I can't care once someone is just getting upset over what I deem to be absolutely minuscule. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't see it because it's, it's hard for me to narrow my gaze. I think about the world and the world's problems and the things that really matter. And then when somebody gets upset and starts screaming over an over medium egg versus an over easy egg, it's hard for me to care. I get that. I can't bring myself to care about your experience when you're doing that. Right. I, I can't, right. but I do care about the human experience. So again, there's finding this balance. I care about people and their experience, but how much can I care? How much responsibility can I bear myself? on caring about how other people are experiencing things because you know that they could be living a much better life, more fruitful life, more meaningful life, a life with more vigor and, and just in and energy. And, and so when you kind of know the steps that someone would need to take in order for that to be the case, you get a little upset that they're not taking it when you truly care about people. Mm -hmm. So then you're like, well, no, I got to get the information through to them. I got to get the information through. Like they could be living better. They could be living better. They just don't know it. They just don't know it. So then that's what I got into. That is a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of responsibility. But just like the person getting upset over the eggs, some of these people, again, I, they're not going to understand it. They're not going to care. They just want to laugh about some stuff, maybe making them laugh and talking about more relatable things and just joking about some stuff 
would would make the switch flip quicker. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't care for the the notebook journals. They don't care for the meditations. They don't care for my 45 minute rants on what the processes of thinking are. Right? Like it, it could be all these types of things, but I just knew that for myself I needed to talk to more people. I needed to open that back up and talk to more people about things mm-hmm. and put the way that I'm thinking about things on the back burner and just allow people to express themselves and do as best as I can with that version of them in that moment. I'm happy for you, man. Yeah. So that's, so that's, that's a lot of that. Sounds like you found the balance. I'm very happy to hear that. Trying, trying evolution. I myself am still looking for said balance in certain ways. I've had a quote, not really a quote, more of a statement in my mind, um, probably the last several months, um, which has brought a lot of perspective to me. The quote, or not the quote, the statement is more good day, more good days than bad. Okay. And the reason I say that is because life is super complex. Um, a lot of positivity involved in it, a lot of negativity involved in it. And just like when someone leaves a bad review before they'll leave a good review, mm-hmm. we tend to sulk in our bad days and not necessarily take the good days and for pray, what they praise are. praise them and revere them exactly. the way that they ought to be. Exactly. But we have one bad day and all shit has just hit the fan. Right. You know what I'm saying? For sure. But when you think about it in hindsight, Mm-hmm. You think about a 365-day calendar year. If you have 20 bad days, you had a great year. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Now, I guess one could say, well, it depends on what those bad days consisted of. Yes. Now, that's true. Um, But I'm only speaking from my perspective at this very moment. Um, Because throughout my life, I've obviously had bad things happen to me. Bad things happen to people around me. Um, but I feel like all in all, I'm living a really good life and I'm have I'm having more good days than bad. Now, at the same time, when I've thought about this, I've thought about how we need those bad days to help put things in perspective, because if we have a bunch of great days all the time, I think we'll take a lot of things for granted. Yes. And I'm going to take a quote from the book of Many Men by Curtis Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sunny days wouldn't feel so special if it wasn't for rain. Joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for pain. Death's got to be easy because life is hard. It'll leave you physically, mentally, and emotionally scarred. And... I want to I want to break down that quote because it's like if we don't have those rainy days, we don't appreciate the sunny ones. If we don't have those bad days, it'll be harder for us to appreciate the really good days that we have. Those days when I've, I've got the whole day to myself, maybe I'm out fishing, having a good time, drinking a beer. Those days go will probably be way underappreciated if I don't have a shitty day or two. Mm -hmm. And I tie that into what you were talking about as far as the balance goes. Life is life. It's 
I don't know anyone that has a perfect life or has a great day every day. I don't know any of those people. Right, right, right. Um, I don't know anybody like that. And I've just been trying to wrap my mind around not letting my bad days get me too down because I know that I'm going to rebound. Yeah. I'm going to rebound and I'm going to have a great day probably the next day or the day after that. You have to take those sucky ass days in stride and you just have to to uh, you have to appreciate the good days that are to come. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I've been trying to just keep that statement in my mind as of late. Um, you know, just because everything that's been going on around us with COVID, with, you know, me being into social media and seeing all the horrible things that are happening on there, I it's easy to allow that stuff to infiltrate your mind. Mm-hmm. And even when the bad stuff isn't ne- necessarily negatively affecting me person i feel like i just put a whole bunch of large <laughs> words together there um, <laughs> even when the bad things aren't affecting me personally you know you hear you're hearing every day about these different variants you're hearing every day about you know lately about the stuff going on in kabul you're you're just you're taking it all in mm-hmm. and whether we like to think about it or not that stuff is affecting us mentally man um that's why mental health is at such an all-time high now. Why? There's. It's not a coincidence that social media has gotten very big in the last ten to fifteen years, mm-hmm. but so has mental health. It's not a coincidence. Did you Did you ever watch the Social Dilemma? I don't on Netflix. So. Don't the whole so. thing about social media and people coming forth that actually worked for these companies and taught telling you the truth about the way that they set these things up. No, I don't think. Yeah, I they it. had they had a wild. I don't know, maybe like ten. 10 minute uh, part of it talking about the mental deterioration of people, sadness, anxiety, depression, suicide rates. Yeah. And in young girls specifically committing suicide at a, at a wild rate in that it, it just, it seems the research seems to, to indicate that it is aligning directly with the rise of social media. Mm-hmm. And that, and that, and that you have young girls, very young. We're talking about like preteens killing themselves because of well, mental health issues. To 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 break down the second part of that quote, death's got to be easy because life is hard. Because life is hard, it'll leave you physically, mentally, and emotionally scarred. Right, and and I know that a lot of people see. This is a touchy subject, but I know a lot of people see suicide as a very cowardice thing. You mm-hmm. shouldn't do it. You shouldn't leave people behind if you believe in, you know, maybe Jesus. It is a sin. Mm-hmm. It's not your job. It, it's not your. Um, you don't have your right, right <laughs> exactly to to take that to take anyone's life mm-hmm. is is you know as well as your own. But what I have to say, or maybe I should say, and someone is going through the type of pain where you might not be able to understand it, mm-hmm. where that's exactly what they're thinking. They're thinking, yo, death has got to be easier than this. It's got to be. I'd much rather, I don't know exactly what awaits me, but it's got to be easier than this constant pain that I have to deal with being a human every single day. Mm-hmm. It hurts. Maybe I wasn't given what the rest of you all were given to be able to cope with this, but this is not 
fun for me yeah. at all. You talk about people having 20 bad days. How about we reverse it? Like maybe I only had 20 good days this year. Yeah. Maybe. How was that? How am you I supposed to work with 345 that? 345 terrible days. How am I supposed to work with that? That like, sucks. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. So that, yeah, yeah. So I get that. Yeah. But even with everything that's been going on, like I said, with with COVID, with social media, I'm not surprised that young men and women are, you know, getting themselves out of here at an mm. all-time rate. Now, now what I will I don't know if it's really push back, but just inquire. Mm. What does constitute a bad day for you? The reason I ask is because I know I've said this to people before. And even with everything that I've said on this podcast, I still have no problem saying that I haven't had a bad day since mid-June of 2010, 2011. Mm. Mm. That was when I went down to Florida, crashed my car, lost my job, ended up stealing another car. <laughs> Got hit off my bicycle by a car. Like, I'm just allegedly, yeah, yeah, allegedly, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I'm just walking around, I'm away from my whole family, my friends, everything I've ever known. I'm not having any real meaningful connection with anyone down there. It's a weird spot. It was just a bad time in my Mm -hmm. life. Now, that goes into another thing that I wanted to talk about, actually, because the way I define a bad day, a lot of people probably look at that and be like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of people. Hey, motherfucker! Probably, I caught malaria yesterday. What, is, <laughs> what are you talking about? But a bad day for me probably has something to do with being stressed out or overwhelmed, mm. which is something that most people deal with. Um, but it has nothing. It's nothing compared to what a lot of people are, you know, have going on around the world. We mm. talked about the people hanging on to airplanes and falling to their death because they're desperately trying to get away from. The what Taliban. is soon to be tyranny and yes and you know just dread, dread constant dread yeah constant dread i ain't never had a day that bad right i've never had a day that bad right and that's <laughs> <laughs> sorry i've never had a day that bad no you haven't and that's why I have to tell myself more good days than bad. Mm. Not only am I having more good days than bad, but on top of that, my bad days aren't that bad in a larger perspective. In a larger perspective, my days aren't really that bad. Damn, I didn't hand in that assignment. I feel like shit because I didn't hand it. God damn it. I dropped that class two weeks ago. I feel like shit because I did that. I feel like I'm not accomplishing what I set out to accomplish. Fuck me. Right. Fuck me. Or fuck, I went to work. That customer pissed me off. It wasn't my fault, but they're upset at me. Right. But you know what? That's what customer service is. Yes. That those those things I take and I say, man, that was a bad experience, potentially a bad day. Things like that. Or I don't know. I got into a car accident like three or four years ago. My car was totaled. That was a bad day for me. Mm. I had a new car a month later. Didn't have to pay for any. Didn't have to pay for anything else on my old car because I have the ability to pay for insurance. Mm. So my the reason I asked you that question is because I feel like, and they say I, I'm gonna get into counter blessings, uh, blessings in disguise. That's kind of my thing on hindsight and needing time to be able to take in a story as a whole. Sometimes we be on page whatever we on page forty seven of our lives. Uh-huh. It's not until you get to page 66 in the story 
where now what happened on page 47 makes sense. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, oh, that was actually good. Yeah. Oh, that thing that we thought was terrible on page 47 in chapter three, that actually works itself out later in the story. Right. Oh, that was actually a blessing in disguise. That day, that person thought it was a bad day. Turned out to be one of the better days that they had. Right. So it's it's really just perspective. So when I was down there in Florida going through all of the stuff I was going through, I kind of got an idea of of what felt bad for me, what a bad day was. Because mm-hmm. I'm at home probably Googling like the quickest, easiest, most painless ways of committing suicide. Like that's what I'm thinking about when I'm down in Florida. Mm-hmm. Like how can I end this but like the quickest way possible? He was on your seven pounds. On my seven pounds, yeah, because I probably, <laughs> that's crazy. Trying to make it as giving as possible <laughs> and give away all my organs to people right. that only really deserve it. Right. <laughs> that was crazy. That's a crazy movie idea, yeah, by the way. Then dying at the hands of a, just preserving a jellyfish and dying at the hands of It was of very a, theatrical. Yeah, it was very like, romanticized. Like, that was, I, I don't, and I never went back to watch that movie after I saw it the first you know, that's time. Probably I think what, that was the only movie I fell asleep in. Oh, wow. In my life. I fell asleep during Seven Pounds. Seven Pounds is probably one of those movies you only need to really watch it once. But I might need to, act, you know, access it again at an older mm-hmm. age. Okay. I might I might need that. Okay. I might need that. Um, the fuck was I just talking about? Why did I bring up Seven Pounds giving away? Oh, committing suicide down yes. in Florida. Yes. <laughs> right. So I got a pretty decent perspective of like what bad felt like to mm-hmm. me. Ever since then, things had only gotten better. Mm -hmm. And I'd never felt that again. Right. And so I've told people I haven't had a bad day since then. Mm -hmm. I've never gotten to the end of the day and thought, because again, I'm trying to figure out what constitutes a bad day for people. And Mm -hmm. I think I might ask on Instagram or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I never got to the end of the day and thought I could do without this day. Like this day could have been scratched. Mm -hmm. Because I do think that it is a perspective thing. One, if it has something to do with, with confrontation or illness in the family, or it just it, most of the things that people would say are bad, there is some silver lining somewhere. It is about perspective and being able to take the right vantage point to see it. But there is some silver lining. There is something that's coming out of, again, the, the rain, whatever Curtis 50 Cent Jackson is talking about, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, I don't I don't really think that I, I have bad days. I try to look at it as fully as possible. Right. Um, yeah. So that's that's kind of that's kind of where I go with that. OK. 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 Yeah, that's, that's what I got. But I, I completely I, I respect the stance on it. Mm. I, I do think that. If you would have really old nigga phrase, we, we just getting older, you can just start <laughs> to hear us getting older on here. <laughs> Count your blessings. This was something I wanted to do an essay about, but I didn't. You hear that. But do you do? I I just want everyone listening to if you're not going to take the time to sit down and write it out, because you're probably not. Because, again, fuck her on what Earl has to say when it comes to us thinking about things. But at least just give one minute, one minute. I'm asking everyone. We don't got to meditate together. One minute to think about as many blessings in your life as possible. But if you are one of the people that want to sit down and write it down, just if you take 10 minutes 
if you could just start counting literally one, two, three, all the blessings you can come up with in 10 minutes time, you will start to realize, oh shit, I need to relax. I'm, like, pretty, I'm pretty well off. I'm pretty good. <laughs> if you really start to list them, I woke up this morning, I had food to feed myself. I'm not hungry and starving and wondering my, where my next meal is going to come from. I have clothes on my back. I don't have to fight the elements, whether it's hot or it's cold outside. Winter's coming, y'all. Winter's coming. It is. When we, if you up here, if you anywhere cold and you see homeless people, oh, your heart has to go out to them. Yeah. Your heart has to go out to them. If they don't get in the shelter and they just out there and you see them probably trying to huddle up by a heater on the street somewhere or something. And when I say the heater, what am I talking about? The vents? Yeah. Yeah, the vents. If, you, if they don't find a, pl- a spot like that and you just see them out there, th- there are mad tents out there. You've been in D.C. recently. You've been driving around. Yeah. Tents I'm everywhere. Same thing in L.A., D.C. Yeah, quarantine hit wild. People, mad tent city. <laughs> tents going to help you a little bit. It's going to help a little bit. It's going to help you with the wind resistance and, you know, if you get some sleet, any sort of, you know, condensation, not condensation. What am I thinking of? What's the word? Precipitation. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Precipitation. It's yeah, it's gonna get a little it's gonna get a little weird. It's yeah. gonna get a little rocky. <clears throat> Any sleet, hail, snow, rain, like you don't want to deal with that. So if it's tent- enough snow, it's taking that tent out. Well, yeah, you're gonna need some reinforcements. <laughs> you're gonna need some reinforcements. But it but it, your heart has to go out to them. When I was down in Florida, it was the heat that was overtaking them. So people were underneath the overpasses, they were underneath bushes. Trees, like anywhere where you could try to get some sort. Them people of, in Vegas. The people in people. Vegas, uh, yeah, exact underneath the ground yeah. in the sewer system. I saw people in Vegas, like homeless people, the ones that weren't in the sewer system. They look like Aborigines. Um, they are so tanned. Mm, it's insane. Mm, like they just the the their color on them doesn't even look natural. Right, right. Mm. Because they just they're homeless and they're out there in that heat. All day, that dry ass heat. So, you're Jesus Christ. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. So, you, your heart, your heart goes out to these people that have to deal with these things. Again, I slept in a bed. Oh my gosh, what? I got a new, got a new box spring, new mattress, memory foam topper. I got the. It's a little warm in here. Then I got the fan by my by my bed. I get the best of both worlds. Memory foam pillow. All, all of this stuff makes a difference when it comes to j- your life. I got family. I got people that love me. Got a free bed frame. A free bed frame. <laughs> Not going to get into that story. But a free bed frame. <laughs> people that care about me, that yes. love me, that call me. I got a lot of people that keep in touch with me. It's not one hand for me. Mm-hmm. I actually have a lot of people that be calling me. I call them. We keep in touch. Mm-hmm. Just where I live, I don't have to deal with me walking out to my car, getting knocked over on my head so that someone can take something off of me. I don't live in that. Yeah. I don't have to live in that. There's just mad. There's just, everything about my life. I have a job, steady job, gives me income. I go there. I don't work in a coal mine. No. I work in a beautiful place. I got people treat me right. There's there's not really much that I have to complain about, really. When you just start going through the list of your blessings, it's like, man, maybe even some of the bad days, 
the, some of the things, some of the days that I am I'm labeling bad really aren't such. Right. Perspective, perspective, perspective. Right. It means everything. So, yeah, I just had a conversation with a friend the other day that was telling me, I, I couldn't even imagine. This is actually just popping up in my mind right now. I couldn't even imagine what that conversation that I had with that person did for their mind, what it did for their life. Because at the beginning of the conversation, they're telling me that they were set up for failure. By who? Their family, their parents. How so? They were saying that a lot of the things that they were given were tangible items. It was, they were given gifts. So I guess the love language of their parents was just like acts of service, you know, gift giving, like that's how they showed love. So they were always taking trips when they were young. They're going to Disneyland. They're going to this island, that island. The the amazing things that we would have wished like, man, that would have been really awesome. Yeah. It would have been cool to have this gadget, have this thing, go on this trip, have this money, have this private school, have this, whatever the case is. But what this person from their perspective was saying is, but I wasn't giving the things that I'm looking for now. The things that I've realized are really meaningful. I would have, if I had this mind now, I would have told them, yo, y'all go ahead and hold all of that. Give me love. Show me conversation. Give me meaningful conversation. Give me that. I'd, I'd much rather that. I'd much rather have had that. I would have learned so much more. Show me some things that are healthy. Show me therapy. Show me exercise. Show me conscious dieting. These were things that they didn't get, but they got a bunch of other things. And so they were saying that they were set up for failure. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you should never say that again <laughs> to anyone. Damn. And they were upset. They were like, well, why? Like, how are you going to tell me? I don't want you to diminish my childhood. Like, you don't know. Right. I'm like, you're right. You're right. I can't diminish it because I'm not you. I didn't go through what you went through. But there are certain things that I do know about your childhood without having to be you. Right. And I know that if you count your blessings, if you think about all the things that you did have, for you to say that you were set up for failure in life, yeah. that is a hyperbolic statement. Mm-hmm. You're taking this way too far. Yeah. You may not have had the things that you would have liked to in the mindset that you're in now from your parents. Maybe they didn't give you love the way that you would have liked to have it. But again, they're them. They came from where they came from and they did their very best giving you what they and didn't have. Has this has this person taken it upon them, him or herself mm-hmm. to try to find you know, the knowledge and information on the stuff that they feel like they're missing out on. Yes. They said that they, and so they were taking all the credit for that though. Uh They said through these past, however many years of my life, I had to go through life and figure out all the practices and all the information and all the wisdom that wasn't given to me from them Mm -hmm. so that I could become who I'm trying to become. Mm -hmm. That's all me. And I'm like, hold on. You couldn't be who you are and be in this mental space to do these things if you weren't set up for it. Right. You were given a house. You were given time to sit and chill. They didn't push you out the house and be like, yo, go figure it out. You were able to sit at home and stack money. That that's time. Yeah, that is graciousness. You don't you don't because then the sort of the sort of mental ram 
that is necessary for you to think about these things tech terms would have been taken up by well i got to get this money i got to get this money because i got to get these bills paid i got to do this i got to do that but your parents gave you time and gave you space to figure these things out so you were you were allowed you were allotted time and space to figure these things out a lot of people don't do that a lot of people weren't given that same freedom a lot of people grow up in a household where it's you're going to be out of the house by this age. You're going to do that. You're going to become a doctor or a lawyer. You're going to go to school for this many years. You're going to become this person that I brought you in this world to be. <laughs> and so that is more set up within the confines of whomever mm-hmm. they expect you to be. Mm-hmm. You you were never confined to this, right? You know, hypothetical person I'm talking to, or not even hypothetical person I was talking to. Mm-hmm. You were not confined to this. You were given a lot of opportunities, but we don't. We don't always see those things. Mm-hmm. So it's much easier to just be like, oh, nah, that was all me. They set me up for failure. I'm like, no, no, you got to relax. You got you can't take it that far and right. say that your parents set you up for failure. Right. People will look at you crazy if you tell them that and then also tell them all the things that you had and still have right. in life. You right. were not set up for failure. You, you have to delineate your words in this this picture a little bit more finely than I was set up for failure. You could be out here failing, literally failing. Exactly. But you're not. You're not. You're succeeding. Yeah. And you can you're not going to tell me that you're succeeding just based off the strength of you. Right. <laughs> no. I've, I've seen I've come across a lot of people different from different walks of life, different different mind states and I can tell you I don't even know the person that you're talking about, mm-hmm. but I've seen people in worse states and conditions than that person. Yes. Every time I go up to this 7-Eleven over here on Sudley next to Chipotle and you you see you see them out back. Yeah. You see them out back, whatever they doing. Mm-hmm. They just sitting back there chilling. Mm-hmm. Fiending. Yeah. You know, so it's just you don't know. You could be out here selling ass. Right. On the street. I mean, you could be succeeding in that. You might look at that as a failure <laughs> from where you are right now. But what I'm saying is you weren't set up for failure. We just have to count our blessings. Yes. Understand where we are in life. And yeah, and and, and move with a, a bit more graciousness and gratitude than, than we are now. But that's just my perspective. All right. <laughs> my my two my two cents on that. We're getting we're getting false coming. I've caught it a couple times walking out to my car in the morning. It'd oh, be like it'd be morning. like 55, 50 sometimes. Chilly. The pumpkin spice lattes are back for anybody that's into the lattes or the I, cappuccinos. I I have several pumpkin streusel muffins at my house, uh-huh. along with several or uh, two types of different pumpkin beers in my refrigerator. Mm, back to the pumpkin beers. Yes. I used to love that era when I was a beer drinker. Yeah, we have the pumpkin. Pumpkin. And we have the uh, flying pretty, pretty dog. Pretty high on alcohol fear. content, I believe. Uh, flying dog, the fear is like 9.0. That's ABV. high for beers. Uh, pumpkin, I don't think is quite as high. Mm. I remember I had found one back in the day. I don't know if it was, it may not have been pumpkin, but it was definitely like 12. 12? Yeah. Oh, Flying Dog has a, a, the Raging Bitch, I think is like 11.0. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah them joints. I don't even be drinking them joints like that no more. I usually, I stick to like Flying Dog Bloodline. Yeah. That Also, that uh, Harvest Pumpkin Ale from Blue Moon. 
I used to be on yeah. that. I used to pump that up. I don't up. know if I've ever had that one. I think I tried to get you to, I think yeah. I, you you had to try it back in the day maybe, with me. Yeah, you maybe, had to, but maybe, I don't think it yeah. stuck. You were just like, oh, like it's overrated. Like you're doing too much. Like, <laughs> like, it's cool, but it ain't like all of that. I mean, I don't think it's going to beat out the original orange peel blue moon for me. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Like that's a go-to. Right, right, That right. is an absolute go-to. Uh, I think there's saying? a blackberry tart that I like a lot from Blue Moon. From Blue Moon? Yes. There's a peach. There's a peach, but that the thing I can is with never the peach, find anymore. I found it, but it, I think I've seen it at like Sheets. I may have at, seen it at, um, at Total Wine. You've been to Total Wines? You got to go to Total Wine. I was Wine. in Total Wine a couple days ago. That's where I got... Well, the, the thing. Well, the thing is that this is how I stand on the on the peach. Well, first, really, when you get into fruity beers, I like fruity beers. I can have one, how many are you gonna have in a row? I can I, have one. I can drink several Flying Dog Bloodlines. I've got the. Do you remember? Maybe that, it's not the. Maybe I'm thinking of the Mango Blue Moon. That's a little too I don't, sweet. Yeah, I don't like. I that's don't really like wild. The mango. I don't like. Yeah, the mango. yeah. That's what I think. I that's like the one the I have a problem with. The peach is fine. The peach is legendary. Okay. Okay. The mango, you're right. Yeah. I can't have too many of those. Yeah, buying a six-pack of mango blue yeah. moons is way over the top. Yeah, but no, for like citrusy beers, I really enjoy. Flying Dog Bloodline. I'm drinking. Do you remember back in 202, I used to go to Target, and I used to get cans of, it's called the Grapefruit Sculpin by Ballast Point. Mm, no, I don't remember that one. Well, they used to sell it in a uh, a four-pack of cans at the Target um, over by I forgot what is that neighborhood called I don't even remember TG the Regency yeah the Regency um I used to go to that Target and get the grapes from Sculpin but I found it at Total Wine mm. a couple days ago and that's what I'm drinking right now alongside my flying dog the fear okay yes fall is coming fall is coming how are you feeling about the transition into fall I know that summer's your thing so there's got to be it's probably bittersweet for you it's bittersweet. I like fall. I enjoy fall. I love the beginning of the holiday season. Okay. I, I love it. Right. Once October hits, I am in fall mode. You're there. I'm ready to bring out my hoodies. Right. Nigga, I wore a hoodie to sleep last night. Uh, oh. Yep. <laughs> Was that comfortable? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like uh, that Jameson hoodie. That yes. You, yeah. I wore that to sleep last night. Yes. Um, I like sweater bring, season coming. Yes. Yep, I like to bring my hoodies out. I'm ready for the jackets. Yes. The only thing I despise about cold weather is, you know, like February when it's like 20 degrees. It's just the wind chill for me. I can chill. I can deal with cold. Yeah. I can deal with the temperature dropping. Yeah. I the when the wind yeah. comes into play. Because that's when it says, oh, it's 30 degrees out, but feels like 12. Right. <laughs> that's the wind chill yeah, getting when, crazy. When I was in Chicago, um, when was that? Like That was like yeah. January 2020, yeah, yeah, yeah. right before all the COVID shit like, really kicked off. Yeah, I went out there. It was snowing. The snow felt like it was cutting my face. Yeah, yeah. The no, wind and the different. snow combined felt like it was cutting my face. So, okay. So for you mostly, and I guess for a lot of people, it's the... The Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Well, Christmas clearly is winter time, it. but still, that's that's what you're living for. I love it. Okay, that's that's Die mostly the pocket for you it. when it comes to the the change. Because um, for a lot of other people, it's yeah, I like it's I like Netflix. You know what I don't like? What I don't like when phrases get not only played out but twisted and manipulated into something. Now you can't use it anymore. In just a pure light. Stick with me. Netflix and chill. You can't say that to anyone 
without it clearly it's, meaning I want to fuck you. It's almost sexual harassment. <laughs> Do you want to Netflix and chill? Yeah. It's, so, it's sexual harassment. But but the thing is, you can't even, but even if you were to try to remix it, if you say Netflix, you don't have to say Netflix and chill. If you say, hey, you want to just come over and watch, like we can just pull up like some, you can, it's so crazy. You don't have to say Netflix. You can say, Yo, you want to come over? We can pop. Like, I got like Hulu, Amazon. Like, if you just start to say streaming platforms <laughs> and say you want to come over and do this, then that's the vibe you're as, giving as off. If. But, but what we're, we're coming into to fall and wintertime. Right. Yes. There are going to be people asking if you want to come over. Now, again, this is going to be weird in COVID times. You trying to date someone and be like, yeah, come on through. But by now, I don't know. I, like I was telling you the other day in Mikey in the chat, like I'm just COVIDed out. I'm just, I'm just tired. Feels like it's been going on forever. It's right? been going on forever. You don't really know how people feel about anything anymore. People, got the, people's the, level of comfortability. The, the war of the vaxxed versus the unvaxxed. Yeah, and even that one is just, it's so, it's, it's so multitudinous in all of its factors. It's just it's it's just very very dense. It's a very dense subject. There's people there's people online right now when they hear about someone that was extremely anti-vaxxed and they end up dying from COVID. People are high fiving. Yeah, I heard about that. Like Joe Rogan recently caught COVID, uh-huh. and it's not as though he was running around telling, well, "Don't get COVID, don't get COVID," but that's how people perceived it mm-hmm. because he's saying you mean don't get vaxxed yeah yeah oh, that's what i mean okay. yeah like don't get vaxxed i'm sorry because he was telling people be healthy exercise you know take your vitamins eat healthy like do all these things if you feel like you need to get vaxxed because you have underlying health conditions and this and that or you know you stay with older people that go ahead and get vaxxed like it's not a, it's not he wasn't anti-vax but right. he was also like me just trying to delineate, Mm. trying to speak succinctly about the reasons why you should versus the reasons why you may not want to, but just thinking about it. That's all. Opening up a dialogue about it. And he caught it. And then people were like, oh, I wish he got sicker from it. See, this is what you get, blah, blah, blah. And then he went and took the thing that other scientists are talking about called ivermectin. And he took that and he was good in like 24 hours. Mm. Came back to the pod, started podding again. He was just like, yeah, I don't know what's what's wrong with people wishing death <laughs> upon me. Like, <laughs> this is the worst possible situation that those haters could have wanted. Because now not only did I get across my point on my podcast at every point in turn, every time anyone wanted to come here, I had, you know, professional or health professionals come on here, talk about it. Whoever come on here and talk about it. Worst possible variation of this for you all. I get sick. I come back 24 hours, bounce back. Yeah. Y'all upset. <laughs> y'all angry that I'm. Y'all, yeah, y'all angry that I'm going straight back to the gym to work out because I don't kicked it in 24 hours, yeah. 36 hours, however long it was. But yeah, people are weirdos for that. They are. People are. Yeah, people are They're weirdos. Very for that. weird. <laughs> yeah, I forgot where I was. Where I was going with all this. Oh yeah, Fall. people coming over. But yeah, so people are going to have to come over to watch Netflix or Hulu or Amazon or Disney Plus or whatever it is. Mm. And I just don't like that that's the case. I don't like that you take a phrase like that and then now it is just that. Because what if I... it. Yeah, because what if I just wanted to watch this thing and go to sleep afterwards? 
Is that what you want to do? If that's what it comes down to, <laughs> there there, there is one thousand percent been times where someone has come over, and I was like, "Yeah, I just want to watch this film, and I don't, and I want you to leave." <laughs> I've definitely had that. Yo, rem- man, this is gonna be fucked up. <laughs> Remember that chick that I told you came through, and she was, bro, she was cute. And we had, was having great conversation through the text messaging and all that. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as she started opening her mouth, she was like, oh, my God, I'm so excited for all of this fun we're going to have today. It's going to be so cool. And I was like, yo, <laughs> I'm so excited to watch this movie tonight. It's going to be so much fun. And I was like, yo, oh, man. what just happened just now? And she's making comments throughout the entire oh. movie, too. Oh, God. <laughs> That's so crazy. Oh, man. <laughs> and you, I'm just... And you ousted her and because, I, of, because of her speech impediment. <laughs> I told, man, but I was just like, oh, gosh. Like, this is crazy. So at that point in time, I truly just wanted to Netflix and chill and part and part and never see each other again ever again ever and and you know and you know <laughs> and that's and that's messed up i mean that is i can acknowledge what that about the inside or <laughs> i can acknowledge that that was a a superficial quirk for me uh I just wasn't willing to to see it through. The way she talked sound like people touching styrofoam. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't. I couldn't get past it. Oh you gosh. don't realize how how many s's, s k s's, s t s's, x words, x e s artists. Yeah, you never know how many of those words are in our language. Exclamation. Until you talk to someone that is going to say exclamation (laughs) or artist. Architecture. Architecture. (laughs) Like you you just never you never really know. But then it starts hitting you like, oh yo, this is a little wild. Damn, it's a lot of S's in this. Like you got a lot of spit (laughs) caught up in the sides of your mouth right now. Like a lot of spit bubbling up in the side of your mouth right now. Gerbil holding spit. Yeah, like I can't I can't, I can't, I can't do it. She's like a camel the way she holding water in there. (laughs) Oh man. I couldn't shallow how I couldn't. I, <laughs> great movie, yeah. great movie. No, but that's but but that's that's real. Oh man, um, that's funny. Anyway, yeah, fall time's coming. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to continue on these hikes for as long as I can. I think that my my can't do it level is probably Ooh. around the low 40s. I probably you probably won't catch me on a hike in the 30s or below. Um, when we went on in that hike, Mikhail Jan- said she ain't coming out for less than 66 degrees is what she said. Just lay her up. She was like, nope, I'm not doing it. Y'all are Just tripping. I'm not. She was like, I'm a summer baby. Sorry, I'm not coming out. When we did that hike in the middle of January, it, it was, was only- 40s. Was it? Yes. I'm pretty sure it was like I thought 48. It was like 50. I think it was like 40, but it doesn't matter. But you understand that it doesn't yeah. matter because yeah. if it is 45, 46, 40, it doesn't matter. 
and you layer up, and that's and layer up just means put a like a shirt and a hoodie on, right? Like some sweatpants. You got your socks. Them, them thermal joints that I that I. Oh use. yeah, you had thermal shirts, whatever, and then you start moving. You can have one of those ski masks on if you want, which is probably funny to certain people being like you using ski masks for forty eight degree <laughs> weather, like it's not that serious. <laughs> but you get out there, and once you start moving. And that momentum picks up. And you, you start sweating. I was sweating. In 45 yeah, degree My weather. back was cold. And so, exactly. As soon as I took that backpack off, my back was cold. So that's what I was trying to her. She wasn't trying to have it. I said, I'm going to continue to invite her regardless so that she has the opportunity to reject me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to I'm going to do that. But I, I'm going to get out there and keep seeing it. Keep seeing the, the, the colors on all the leaves change. Because when you get on to a summit and you looking at miles and miles of mountains, undulating. In, in the uh, out there in the distance, and you see all the gradient changes of the green, brown, mm-hmm. orange, yellow, reds. Like mm-hmm. it's it's beautiful. Are you still gonna do big devil stairs? I'm point? gonna yeah. I gotta. I know. I, I I gotta get. I did little devil stairs at some point. I gotta do big. Just just to say I did it. Right. Yeah. So I'm gonna do that. But I'm I'm excited for it. Not necessarily for the holiday season, but for the togetherness. Do you even know what day Christmas is? Like. The day of the month, yeah, is it? Nigga, come on! <laughs> don't even, don't even like play with me right now. It's either, either. <laughs> it's the same day every year. It's, it's somewhere between. But sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is easily between the twenty third and the twenty fifth. Had it with it's, a bunch of words. <laughs> Bro, it's so funny, man. I swear I don't know shit. And this is but look, but this is why I need to shut the fuck up because Earl, who are you really? You don't know stuff. I didn't know about an air fryer until you told me about the air fryer. I don't know which day Christmas is. I know that it's the 23rd through the 25th. It's one of these days. I know that it is. But there be mad holidays. Logically speaking, <laughs> it will find it between the crevices of 8 a.m. on the 25th. <laughs> I just, like, but but that's the thing. Like, you listen, nobody needs to take anything oh, that I say seriously. <laughs> no, you don't. You really don't. I'm just gonna come on here. I'm gonna say some things. Maybe they hit. Maybe they don't. It's it's whatever. This one is a miss. This one's a miss. It's somewhere in, in them days. Um, I'm pretty certain Thanksgiving is the last Thursday. Yes. Of of but November. That's like one of your favorite holidays. I expect you to know that. And not because I'm okay with Native Americans being slaughtered by the pilgrims, right? But no, but listen, this is one of those types of things where we just celebrate it, put our hands up like, oh yeah, food, turkey, ham, macaroni and cheese, yams, cranberry sauce, all this sort of stuff. But there's some people looking out at us like, y'all still just celebrating that, huh? That's awesome. What about us though? What about the history? And not to say that that day, like Thanksgiving Day, was a slaughter, mm-hmm. right? I don't believe that is the history, right? From what I understand, but it is. It, but it is incumbent upon us to think about again, not just page forty-seven, but page sixty-six too. And so Thanksgiving is entwined with this entire story, right? So that's kind of the weird shadiness of mm. Thanksgiving, right? Like we there's, know, this. there's a ton of holidays that I feel like that are like that. We yeah, we celebrate them, but it's to for th- Thanksgiving to me. 
I'm not thinking about any Native Americans. I'm not thinking about pilgrims. I'm just thinking about getting together with my family. That's what I'm saying. It's a and day pe- off. Right. And people weren't thinking about that when it came to Stonewall Jackson or Robert E. Lee or any of these people that the, the statues are being pulled down from. Mm-hmm. They weren't thinking about that either. But they're mm-hmm. like, nah, we got to get these statues out of here yeah. because they represent to us something that we feel like we shouldn't be looking at. Now, overseas, I think I spoke about this a while ago overseas. There are different words for monument. Mm-hmm. I think like like in pillar. Germany, do you say pillar? <laughs> no, what I mean is for for the different types of pockets of monuments. Okay, you have monuments that are that are there to revere whatever the statue is. There are monuments that are there to grieve, to admonish against. Right, so they're they're like different. They're different types of monuments, mm-hmm. and again, there are different words for each of these types. But we don't tend to look at them like that. We don't look up at a statue and think this is here in remembrance. So we know to never do this thing again or to never be this person. So it could also be the way that the person is depicted in the statue. Like if they look like they were just the man, Uh maybe that's what's wrong with the statue in and of itself. Uh But either way, it's just the way that we look at stuff. So all I'm saying is the way that we're looking at a lot of things that were 86th, this year, I say 86. That is a food and beverage term. I don't know why I just used that. I, I understand. I believe that 86 came from old mobster days when they would say 86 so-and-so. That means that they would drive you eight miles out and put you six feet under. Look at you. That is the 86 something. Okay. So when all these statues were being 86, all these monuments were being um, canceled pretty much. Okay, that's fine. But why not some of these other things? You have to start thinking about these things. Oh, is it any is it have anything to do with maybe this other thing that we don't want to cancel happens to garner a lot of capital for us in the United States of America? Mm-hmm. Could it have anything to do about money? Why would America do anything to just get money? <laughs> that couldn't be why America stamps this thing. That can't be why they want to continue to perpetuate this idea. So it couldn't be, be it couldn't be because we're a capitalist society. It couldn't be that, right? Whatever. Again, it's just Earl's two cents. But yeah, I'm 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 ready for the togetherness of of the season. Yeah. I'm ready for the the breeze, the warm, the slightly warm weather with the breeze. I'm ready for the pumpkin, pumpkin everything. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Ready, ready for those those Christmas socks and candles. I'm ready for the Christmas socks, the Christmas the candles. I'm ready for it all. Question I've been meaning to ask you, and I haven't asked you. Mm-hmm. It's the same question I've been asking everyone. All right. I know that you're a busy person. Yes. I know that you have a million different things going on. Mm-hmm. But what I want to ask is, what is at the forefront of your mind? I want to know what is getting you up and getting you to do all of these things that you're so occupied with. Because there's something beneath the desire to do and to be a part of all these things that you're doing. There's something that gets you out of bed and gets you moving. There's something that has to be at the forefront of your mind when you are achieving or setting out to accomplish these things and what is that um this is going to sound kind of cliche okay but i think about my future a lot yes yes and we know that yeah and a lot of the things i'm doing right now are just setting me up yeah for that future 
I don't expect things to, I don't expect everything to get easier as I go along. Some things will, some things won't, mm-hmm. but I just want to be prepared. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to school. I'm trying to, you know, better myself in that aspect, not only for the knowledge, but also for the money that comes with a job in the tech industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to get back in, you know, get back into my my DJ shit more full time. Why? Because DJing brings me so much joy. Yeah. I was thinking about it the other day. How much joy, like I was just imagining myself in the booth rocking a crowd and the shit gave me chills. Like I enjoy mm. it so much. I want to do it. You more. got chills thinking about yeah, that. about being behind the booth and gotcha. just you know, just yeah. feeling that godly feeling that comes yes. along with being the DJ. Yes. Thinking about that feeling gave me chills. Um, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just, I just, I want to be prepared. I uh, Also, I make money DJing, so <laughs> yes. I, I, I want that too. Yes. But on top of that, I, I think about all the people in, in, you know, we've talked about this more than once on here, all the people that just, got into their mid twenties, early thirties and just stopped. Yeah. I'm not trying to stop. Yeah. I'm not trying to stop because I've seen, I've seen what stopping does. You've seen what it looks like. I've seen what it looks like. Yeah. I've seen what stopping look like, looks like I've seen how a lot of people are just seem simply just behind, Mm. behind on the times, Mm. behind on knowledge, but um, just behind. Mm. And even like with this new job that I've just gotten, you know what I'm saying? I work in DC. I see a lot of a lot of homeless people. You know what I'm saying? I, I've talked to many homeless people. And I don't I don't want to I hope this isn't insensitive, but I don't I don't want to be like them. I don't want to well, be like yeah, them. I don't <laughs> Look, I'm just covering all bases. Um I I don't I don't want to be like I them. don't want to be like them and in 10 years find myself roaming around with with not just feeling like like I don't have a lot of purpose, just mm-hmm. trying to scratch by on a daily basis. I don't want to be like that. Right. I want to be ready. I want to be prepared. I. It's almost like be staying busy helps to prepare me in a way. Like I stay busy. I know that I am being productive. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate the times where I can just sit and not do anything. But I know that productivity gives me a. Uh, it's it gives me a good feeling. And, you know and, and that's I kind of thought about that when you were talking to me off air about your dad having been retired. Uh-huh. And that's why I was asking him. So what does he get into now? Because I'm just thinking about retirement. Yeah. And you're like, you said 10 years. You're not quite sure if it's been 10 years, but let's just take 10 years of retirement. Just not with your dad, but just in general. Uh-huh. Being retired for a decade. What do you do right now? You're telling me. And I'm sure it'll be different as we get older. We'll have a maybe hopefully we'll have a better sense because because. Maybe we'll take the same the same equation that you're using now to plan for the future as we get older and we'll plan for retirement. We'll have and not just financially, but we'll have a better idea of what retirement is going to look like for us as far as productivity goes Mm -hmm. and, and meaningfulness goes, because what do you do when you retire? What do you do in order to sustain the feeling of purpose and of meaning mm. and of productivity? You do the right? things you do the things you love. You do the things you love. 
I okay. think I think you you just you do the thing. If I was to retire right now, I would I'd fish a lot more. I'd probably travel a little bit more. Mm. You know, I would I'd sit home. I'd spend time with my family. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like if I could if I could make money fishing, spending time with my family and and traveling, I, that man, that would be life. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that would be great. Right. You know, I would yeah, I'd, I'd probably just spend time doing the things that you don't have. You don't have a lot of time to do because you're being so productive and, mm. and trying to better yourself and prepare yourself for whatever it is that comes next. Mm. And so that's another another step where balance is, because my aunt, <laughs> you know, what's funny is just just hit us up in a DM a while ago and was like, I remember when you said. I believe this is an Oscar Wilde quote, but I'm not quite certain. I probably should look it up to figure out who actually said this. But it was life is too serious or lot. Yeah, life is too important to be taken serious, to be taken serious. And it was Oscar Wilde. Life is too important to be taken seriously. Mm -hmm. And that how that at a point in time was just my bedrock ideology. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't giving a fuck <laughs> about anything. I'm just running around doing whatever. Like everything, the whole world is just a playground mm -hmm. to me. But then again, how do you balance that with like some meaning, getting some things done so you don't just live a completely hedonistic life where you just trying to take things in and just, just, you just drink things, and smoke and eat and fucking do things that make you happy. Right. So you got to find out what those things are. And you also have to delineate between the instant gratification happiness uh -huh. and the more thorough sustainable happiness right. through time right so yeah it's it's a it's a lot of stuff right it's just a lot of stuff to take in right but i definitely wanted to ask you just what's at the forefront of your mind what yeah, do you man, what, do, just, what are you out here thinking about man what's just going on? just just being prepared for what comes next every day is a new day and i'm just trying to be prepared you know what i'm saying like i don't like i don't want to find myself 10 years from now being the same person that I am right now. Yeah, no. Like I want to be crazy. 10 years from now, I want to be different. I want to be prepared. I want to be ready to tackle what's going to happen 20 years from now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, I just just trying to trying to be out here, just be the best me I can be. Like I don't want to I don't I don't want to there I don't want to look back and, and just feel like I wasted so much time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. time isn't forever. I don't have, I don't know how much time I have left here. No. But I I just want to, I want to feel it doing things that, you know, make me happy. Um, and Have you been happy with the way that you've done it so far? We don't, we, you're right. We have no idea when this ride is over. Um. If this ride were for any reason were to just end, would you feel like you could look back and be like, I was happy with the version of my life that existed, that occurred. I'm I was cool with the way that I decided to play that game. Yes, because like I said, I don't think I've had a bad life. Right. So yeah, I I, I could be happy, but there's certainly things that I feel like I can in areas I can improve. Of course. You know what I'm well, yeah, of course. But yeah, no, if I was to get out, if I was to walk out of here right now and you never saw me again, yeah. I would you, you, you could look down yes. as a spirit yes. and, say, and say, you know what, I'm not mad at no. this. Like if you could go back and 
Because who knows what sort of powers you get if you do go. I don't know what happens after you die, <laughs> but if you could just look at the entirety of your life. Because mm-hmm. sometimes that's how I know I'm getting, that's how I know I just feel like I'm a much older person. Even in this body, even in this 30-year-old body, I just feel like I'm much, much older because I, I already be reminiscing yeah. on just everything, I just all the time. I've come to terms with a lot of the the dumb, fucked up, meaningless shit I've done in my life. Yeah. I've come to terms with that stuff. Mm. And I think that's helped me to start becoming the person that I've started becoming in the last two or three years. To gain a new appreciation. Yeah. 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 I've come to terms with a, with a lot of the, the dumb ass shit that I used to wish I could just take back. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I no longer wish I could take those, those things back. Mm. I've come to terms with them and I've, I've started anew. In and, and those things have given you bigger and better insight yeah. into the things that you want to spend your time yeah. doing. Yeah. Yeah. Easy enough. Should be a prime focus Easy enough. for anybody oh. to to realize what you've done wrong in life. You know, you, you're going to go through that stage of wishing that you could. I think everybody's at some point wished that they could just take the last five years back and do it over again. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but like, just, you got to come to terms with those mistakes and, you know, just know that they were mistakes and know that you're going to make more of those. Right. Um, but just take the knowledge that you've come to know and try to implement it in your life going forward so that you have less mistakes Mm -hmm. so that you're not looking back and saying, Oh, I wish I hadn't have done that. Right. You know what I'm saying? You want to, you want to look back more and say, Damn, that was a good idea. I'm glad I did that. Mm-hmm. You want more of those. Yes. And I've been rambling for, off the top for far too long now. Yeah. Do you have anything scheduled? Anything? Uh, no, no. I I really only had that one thing to talk about. And I was I wanted to just kind of bounce off some of the things that you were saying. Today. Okay. So. Very, very cool. Because yeah. we're at an hour 45. We can go okay. ahead and get to these yeah. last words. Give the give the people whatever it is that you have. Um. My last words are rest in peace to Michael K. Williams, a prominent actor, um, black actor as well um, in this world, mostly known for his uh, his work on The Wire as Omar and several other, um, you know, movies and series that he's been in. Um, Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk Empire. I will openly and freely say that I'm probably the only person that has never seen a full episode of The Wire. Fry me. That's all I got. You haven't seen an episode of The Wire, nor Harlem Nights with Eddie Murphy and, right. and Richard Pryor. Right. Okay. And Red Fox and whoever else was in there. Okay. I've seen enough Samson and Son to get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, my last words for the people. Like a bunch of other times I've told you all. I love you all. I I am a very very passionate person about a lot of different things about life really in general. I'm a I'm a genuine lover of life. I'm a genuine lover and 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 I appreciate helping people get to a place of stability and of enlightenment and of comfort and of understanding when it comes to how to elevate the quality of life 
So if at any point I've ever come across as though I'm shitting on people for not living a certain <laughs> life or not thinking a certain way or trying to take more time out to read books or understand other viewpoints, it's it all comes from a place of love and of, of desire to take what I've been giving and help put more of that into the world. Because I think that's the only way that this thing continues to to evolve. So that is, those are my last words for the people. Episode 81, I believe this was a very awesome one. I enjoyed this a whole lot. Yes, sir. Didn't get into pop culture too much, but we no. got into life. Yes. And I, I enjoy those ones. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Peace.